Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Conference call. This call provides an update of current runoff conditions as well as status updates from the Kansas City and Omaha districts. These calls will be held each Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time through August. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with Basin residents. We place all our news releases on our website at www.nwd.usace.army.mil and on social media at nwdusace. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our web app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and other partner agencies. These calls are a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines will be placed on mute during this call. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. Our speakers today are with the Northwestern Division Readiness Contingency Office, the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, the Missouri River Water Management Division, Kansas City District, and the Omaha District. These updates will be followed by a question and answer session. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Tom Brady from the Northwestern Division Readiness Contingency Office. Good afternoon. As uh, Eileen said, uh, Tom Brady, I'm with the uh, Northwestern Division's Readiness Contingency Operations. I'm the PL8499 Program Manager for the region. And uh, not much news to, to add since our last uh, call we spoke. Uh, both Omaha and Kansas City District continue to assess the magnitude of damages uh, in coordination with the uh, levy sponsors. Uh, right now we're tracking 173 requests for repair from those sponsors. Of those sponsors, we have approved 61 PIRs. We've got six that are currently under revision and another 40, 46, uh, excuse me, uh, the difference between 173 and, and uh, the ones that have already completed yet to uh, be complete, PIRs, Project Information Reports, which is the report we use to do the economic feasibility study and, uh, and initiate the initial plans for repair. Uh, I don't have any additional information to provide. If anybody has questions, we can hold that till the end, uh, but I can turn that over to the districts to provide more granularity. Uh, I'll be following Actually, uh, yeah, I'll take care of that, Tom. Thank you. All right, thank you. So we'll now hand it over to the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. And uh, since you're a new speaker, John, if you could also spell your name and uh, provide your job title. Thank you. All right. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. My name is John Legue. That's J-O-H-N and L-A-G-U-E. I'm a senior HAZ forecaster at the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin and River Forecast Center. We currently have ongoing flooding in South Dakota on the James River and the Big Sioux River. 
In Iowa, the Big Sioux River is also in flood. In Kansas, the Big Blue River above Tuttle Creek and the Osage River in Missouri. Along the Missouri River itself, we have minor flooding from Nebraska City down to the mouth near St. Louis, with the exception of the reach between Atchison and Kansas City. Over the next seven days, the weather looks pretty mild, with mainly scattered storms expected. There will be a cold front moving through the Missouri Basin over the weekend. Storms are expected over South Dakota on Sunday, and additional rain expected across eastern Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and northern Missouri from Sunday into Monday. Aerial, aerial coverages are expected to be mainly less than an inch, with some localized areas of two inches possible. However, the rain that's expected is not to have much impact on the rivers. Thank you, and that, include, that concludes my uh, weather brief. All right, thank you, John, and I will hand it over to Mike Swenson with Missouri River Water Management Division. Okay, thanks, Eileen. Can you hear me? We got you. Thank you. Okay, uh, good afternoon. Reservoir system storage is currently 68.4 million acre-feet, 0.7 million acre-feet above the base of the system's exclusive flood control zone. Water in storage has decreased about 0.1 million acre-feet over the last few days. 12.3 million acre-feet of the 16.3 million acre-feet of total flood storage is occupied. Yesterday we posted an updated short-range forecast to our website. The forecast shows Gavin's Point releases will be held at 70,000 CFS into August to manage reservoir levels and continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. Fort Randall Reservoir is at elevation 1362.6. The reservoir is down 1.3 feet since last week. It is more than seven feet above its normal summer operating level. Releases from Fort Randall were increased to 67,000 CFS this morning and are expected to remain near that rate into next week. Big Bend releases will range from 52 to 53,000 CFS over the next week. Oahe Reservoir is at elevation 1617.2 and is up a few tenths since last week due to lake local rainfall in South Dakota. This has put the reservoir back up into its exclusive flood control zone by two tenths of a foot. Releases from Oahe are currently about 56,500 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate over the next week. Garrison Reservoir is at elevation 1852.2 and currently remains mostly steady. The reservoir is 2.2 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases are forecasted to remain at 46,000 CFS into August. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2246.6 and is down 0.1 feet since last week. The reservoir is 0.6 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck are approximately 15,000 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate into August. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and make any necessary release adjustments as the summer progresses. Thank you. That concludes my update. Thanks, Mike. And we'll now hand it over to the uh, Kansas City District. Star 6 to unmute. 
Okay, this is Eric Shoemake. Um, hey, I got you, Eric. Thank you. Okay. I'll be, uh, good afternoon, Eileen, and uh, I'll be providing our update on the current reservoir conditions within the Kansas City District. Um, as um, we uh, continue uh, to have some relatively dry weather here locally in the Kansas City District, we've, uh, over the course of the past week, have seen a considerable improvement in reservoir levels across the district. Uh, however, we still have a significant amount of water stored in the 10 reservoirs uh, located within Can Lower Kansas and the Osage River basins. Currently, the overall flood control volume in these uh, two basins is uh, right at 50% occupied. So I'll start with the Lower Kansas Basin. As a whole, the four reservoirs in the Lower Kansas Basin, those being Milford, Tuttle Creek, Perry, and Clinton, are at 50% uh, of the flood control storage occupied, which uh, is still high, uh, especially at this time of the year, but uh, it's down from 71% at this time last week. Uh, today's uh, conditions, Milford's at 56% occupied, Tuttle's at 57% occupied, Perry at 59%, and Clinton at 62% occupied. Each of those represents a uh, market improvement from last week. Um, while these are continuing to improve, improve uh, these still do re uh, represent reservoir elevations that at uh, Perry, Clinton, and Milford, each are still 19 to 20 feet above their multi-purpose pool. And uh, Total Creek uh, today is still more than 43 feet above its normal uh, operating pool. Today, Total Creek's releasing 25,000 uh, cubic feet per second, and uh, we'll actually begin stepping down releases tomorrow. Uh, I'll discuss uh, the plan forward uh, here shortly. Milford is releasing 12,000 cubic feet per second, and we'll begin stepping down releases tomorrow as well. Uh, Perry and Clinton reservoirs have been uh, shut down due to downstream conditions uh, on the Missouri River, but uh, today each of them came back online with 3,000 cubic feet per second releases and uh, are expected to uh, continue those releases uh, for the short term. And as each of these reservoirs uh, decline towards 50% um, of their flood control pool occupied, uh, the downstream control point on the Missouri River at Waverly, the allowable releases also continue, uh, continues to uh, decline. So once we hit 50% of each of these pools, our allowable target on the Missouri River uh, decreases. Um, so knowing that per the water control manual, the continued high flows in the Missouri River would inhibit releases uh, from the lower 50% of each of these flood control pools, uh, we're currently in discussions to determine an acceptable Waverly criteria uh, to request a deviation to allow continued emptying of the over 2 million acre feet of water we have stored in the Kansas River Basin uh, while balancing risk throughout the system. So we are currently evaluating uh, the alternatives and a path forward uh, for the Kansas River Basin relative to the Missouri River conditions. Uh, on the Osage River Basin, uh, today uh, we have uh, approximately uh, 22,500, uh, 2.5 million acre feet, I'm sorry, <laughs> stored uh, in the Osage Basin, which again is uh, quite an improvement uh, from last last week on this call. Um, we're down to uh, uh, Pomona, Melbourne, uh, 
and Palm de Terre are all under 40% of their flood pool occupied. Hillsdale's at 49%, Stockton's at 42%, and Truman, uh, kind of the linchpin of the Osage River Basin, is uh, at 47% of its flood pool occupied, which is uh, improved from being 58% last week. Uh, so, again, we're uh, making significant gains throughout the Osage Basin. Truman today is releasing 45,000 cubic feet per second. Um, as the downstream flows on the Missouri River at Herman allow, we will uh, return our releases from Truman back up to 50,000 cubic feet per second. Uh, the rain event over the weekend had uh, caused us to step down a little bit at Truman. We anticipate uh, this increase to incur uh, over this weekend, likely on Saturday, but it'll be dictated on conditions. Uh, on the Kansas side, Melbourne and Pomona are releasing 1,500 cubic feet per second, Hillsdale 700 cubic feet per second. Each of these are scheduled to remain at these flows uh, in the short term. And on the Missouri side of the Osage Basin, Palm de Terre is still releasing 3,000 cubic feet per second, which it was last week. And uh, Stockton, we're continuing to maximize hydropower generation, uh, which is about 6,300 cubic feet per second releases. Um, so what I can say is we are still conducting increased surveillance at each of our dams to monitor instrumentation and site conditions. Uh, through this surveillance, we can assure you that each of our dams continue to operate safely and as designed. Over. Thanks, and we'll have the Kansas City District Emergency Management provide an update. All right, thank you. Good afternoon. I'm Mike Doolin, Emergency Manager for the Kansas City District. Our Emergency Operations Center remains activated at Level 2, partial activation. Uh, we plan to move to Level 3, emergency watch, within the next few days if conditions allow. However, if at any time you need assistance from the district, uh, please call our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-426. 6320. Again, that number is 816-426-6320. Uh, leave your name, a short message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, to date, the district has received 104 requests for levy rehabilitation assistance. Uh, 15 of these projects have been approved by our Northwestern Division headquarters and will enter the engineering and design phase shortly. Uh, we have received bids for the emergency measures at the Mill Creek Dyke and Drainage di District and the Big Tarkia drainage, drainage District in Holt County, Missouri. <clears throat> Contracts were awarded for this on July 19th, and we expect to issue a notice to proceed by the beginning of August, if not sooner. Uh, we continue to support pumping operations for several levy districts, and we also continue to provide technical and direct assistance on an as-needed basis. Um, the Missouri River Navigation Channel remains open to all users, Please use caution while on the river as high water can cause unexpected channel conditions. High water is going to be with us for an extended period of time and throughout the summer. Uh, please pay attention to watches and warnings issued by the National Weather Service as conditions on the river could change quickly should heavy rainfall return to our region. Thank you. This concludes the district's remarks. Okay, and if we could have someone from the Omaha district. Yeah, good afternoon, Eileen. Uh, this is Matt Kraske, uh, Readiness Branch Chief in the Omaha District. Can you hear me? We got you. Great. Thank you. So here's my uh, update today. Today we have completed 10 initial breach closures within the Omaha District's 
area of operations, uh, 41 remaining to be closed. With the sand berm construction complete on L611614 near Council Bluffs, the clay placement atop the levee has begun and is about 50% complete. This equates to the initial repairs on this levee being 90% complete overall. We expect to have this temporary inlet breach closure completed in early August. The scope of work for the initial breach repair for levee L601 near Bartlett, Iowa is about 85% complete. The contractor is working right now on grading and shaping the sand berm. This breach was impacting the I-29 corridor and was eligible for assistance under our Emergency Operations Direct Assistance Program. These initial repairs are directed at stopping flow from the Missouri River into the area behind the levee system and providing an incremental level of flood risk management. The scope of work on the levee 575B breach near Hamburg, Iowa has just been closed. The next step for the 575 levee system will be to build up the elevation on both the 575A and B breaches. As mentioned in the past, the objective of the repair work is to increase the level of flood risk management to approximately the 25-year level of protection for this section of the levee system until the system can be fully rehabilitated. Significant progress is being made towards the closure of the northern breach of levee L550 between Watson and Rockport, Missouri. The contractor has been averaging placement of approximately 15,000 cubic yards per day in the north breach. To date, approximately 80,000 yards of the 120,000 yards uh, needed is in place for the north breach closure. The north, this closure is expected to be closed by the end of this week. The award of the contract for repairs to Levy R616613, located near Offutt Air Force Base, and Levy R613, south of Omaha, remains on schedule for late July. For regular updates, on the repair efforts to flood control structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil and click on the red Levy Status Updates icon on the left side of the page. There you can track status updates, view photos and videos, and also see which levies are not active in the PL8499 program. Please continue to assist us in communicating that life safety is our primary focus in our efforts to repair the levee systems, and we continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to ensure the public is aware of the continued safety risks associated with the damaged levees. We appreciate your assistance in spreading this message and sharing in our responsibility to keeping the public informed about the risks associated with the levees. Thank you, and this concludes my comments. All right, thank you, Matt. And we will move to the questions from congressional delegation members, tribes, states, and state officials and local government. After them, we will move to the media. I will field questions in alphabetical order by state. Please be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Again, you'll need to press star six to come off mute. And we'll start with the state of Iowa. I know questions heard. We'll move to the state of Kansas. Missouri. Hi, this is Iowa. Sorry, I didn't get unmuted in time. 
That's okay. Go ahead. I just wanted to say thanks for the information. I appreciate it, and um, we'll be in touch if we have any questions. Thanks so much. All right, and thank you. Where were you from? You said Iowa. I'm Iowa. This is Joyce Flynn. I'm the director. All right, thank you. All right, uh, State of Montana. Nebraska, again, star six to unmute your phone. North Dakota. South Dakota. Wyoming. Hey, Eileen, this is Jerry Oster, WNAX, sorry. Hey, Jerry. So, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and reservoir control, uh, you know, as, as the, the levels are ramped down, um, you know, how how long, any guesses on how long it will take to get to the winter level at the, at this point? I'll uh, let either uh, John Remus or Mike Swenson answer that question. <clears throat> this is John Remus, Chief of the Missouri Basin Water Management Division. Um, right now, we're, as Mike said, we're going to show holding 70,000 cubic feet per second out of... Uh, uh, out of Gavin's Point and uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, our runoff forecast presently is 52.4 million acre feet and the reservoirs, we we really haven't seen a peak yet in the storage, so we don't really know what the ramp, the, the ramp down schedule or the evacuation schedule will be. But I think it's fair to say that we're gonna see very high flows through the end of November. Wouldn't the target to, to get to your winter level about, you know, end of November, December in there, isn't that what you try to aim for? Yes, we try to, to have most of the storage evacuated by the first part of December. So any consideration to a lower level going to, you know, when you get there this winter, considering what's happened, we've heard some of that conversation, you know, further up the, the basin here, any consideration of a lower level going into next winter? Are you talking about evacuating extra storage? Yes. Uh, we are considering that, but considering the amount of water we have in storage right now and the, uh, the discharges that it would take just to evacuate the flood pool, I don't think that that's probably a real possibility. Yeah, well, but again, we, until we see the, uh, the system peak, we really can't uh, say one way or the other. Okay, yeah, understandable. You know, how much more uh, flow would that take to get to a lower level? Uh, again, we, until we, we really see a peak in the storage, it, uh, I really couldn't give you a number. Okay, uh, and best guess on a peak right now, what do you think? A peak what? Peak storage. Uh, right now we're kind of just hovering at uh, around 68.4, 68.5 million acre feet. Okay, thanks. Okay, we'll move to State of Iowa for media. Star six to unmute your phone. State of Iowa. Okay, Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Hey, this Again, is Dennis Starkey from the Mound City News in Missouri. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I have a question for the Kansas City Emergency uh, Response Team. I was wondering if you guys had any numbers on those bids that you let for the uh, Mill Creek and the Big Tarkio. Uh, what were the numbers you were looking for? Just what the contract numbers were. The quantity of stone or the dollar figure? Dollar figures, yeah. Uh, it's going to be in the several million dollar range. 
tens of millions. You don't you don't have anything more narrowed down than that? Uh, we're probably looking. Uh, it's going to depend on how quickly we fill up those scour holes, but uh, the high end of that's probably you know possibility of twenty nine million. Okay. Are you guys going to be able to do the other hole on Mill Creek, or have you talked to Omaha about that yet? Or yeah, so we've we've talked to Omaha about that, and we're going to see how the contract goes uh, with the quantity of stone that we've ordered and the amount that we're prepared to pay the contractors placing it. Uh, if things shape up to look like there's going to be left over, uh, then yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll try to move forward with the right descending bank at Mill Creek. Okay, so the the exact amount of stone is kind of still up in the air. You guys, it's kind of yeah. So we estimated a little over six hundred thousand tons, but depending on uh, how much sediment spilled into those scour holes, that could dictate. Uh, you know, that could our numbers could adjust from there. So we've we've done hydro surveys on both those scour holes two times. Uh, we didn't see much of a change, um, but as we as we begin placing the stone, I mean there could have been more sediment uh, that's fallen in there. So so we'll see. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Hey, any other questions from the state of Missouri uh, media? Star six to unmute your phone. Okay, we'll move to Montana. State of Nebraska, media, yeah, this, star six to this, unmute your phone. This is Nancy. Can you hear me? We got you, Nancy. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, I got questions from Matt and then John, if that's okay. On, on Matt, Matt, on 616, 613, when you say... Um, uh, is that the Offutt levy, so to speak, the one that protects Offutt, and then is the other one the one that protects the South Omaha sewage treatment plant? So 616, uh, this is Matt Kraske, Readiness Branch Chief, Omaha District. Um, so 616, 613 protects both Offutt Air Force Base and the water treatment plant, Nancy. Okay. And then the contract that would be going out at the end of the month, um, was that just for repairs, or is that to elevate it to that new level that we want to get to? So those are for the repairs to um, return it to its authorized level. The the raise that the NRD has let a contract for will follow immediately behind us. We've been coordinating with the NRD on that. Okay. And then do you have any um, estimate that you can release for the cost that uh, you'll be letting hit through at the end of the month? Uh, I don't have those right now, Nancy. Okay. And then um, any sense of when the work that your 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 portion of the work you have a target completion date? Um, I haven't seen. I have not seen the the um, plans and specs recently, Nancy. Um, I expect we'll let it at the end of the month. There'll be about ten days um, for the contractor to get everything in order and get mobilized, and then construction will start shortly thereafter. Okay. But All right. Thank I you. haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen a duration. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you. That's very helpful. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. You bet. Hey, John, I wanted to follow up on the um, question posed earlier about the high releases and then trying to lower the pool. Okay. So um, what I hear you saying is that you'd like to lower the pool, but it's just probably not feasible given how much water is in the system. I, I didn't mean to imply that I would like to do it. I, we are going to evaluate that. I just think that uh, the likelihood of being able to evacuate an extra amount of 
water is becoming less and less likely every day as the the uh, pools remain high. Okay. So evaluating it, is that a step farther than you've taken in the past? Are, are you moving closer no. toward? No, we've, we've uh, done that from uh, a couple of times so far this summer. Uh, based on our runoff forecast and uh, and what what we uh, what we see coming in, uh, the, uh, the the reason the, the things we have to consider are uh, you know the the uh, the risk of running more water out this year and what does it buy us uh, next spring? Uh, it's it's kind of a it's a risk transfer, so we have to kind of balance that or evaluate that, and we really can't. Uh, do that until we really see the reservoir storage peak and start to drop off. What would be the risk transfer? What would be the danger of having of evacuating more water this year to next spring? We would have to release more water this fall, and if we have a wet fall like we did last year, we would just be uh, uh, putting more water on the uh, on the flood than than we would have normally. So we have to evaluate those. We have to evaluate whether or not this affects our ability to, to um, uh, repair the levees, uh, those types of things. Okay. And then you said, uh, I, uh, let me clarify my question. Would this be the first year that you've looked at maybe evacuating more water out of storage? I mean, is this kind of a change in thought process? No, we actually uh, over-evacuated uh, water in 2011 to make room in 2012. Okay. And then just a couple housekeeping questions here. Um, 70,000, is that still double normal for this time of year? I was just trying to give our readers some sense of context. Yes. It's still approximately twice what we would normally be releasing. And then when you say uh, very high going into fall, I'm not sure where, going into the end of November, very high. Is that? Can you give a rough quanti- quantification? Are we talking seventy thousand is very high, or forty, fifty thousand is very high? Is that a fair question? I, I think uh, the answer we have not done our monthly studies, but it would be uh, uh, more than fifty-five thousand cubic feet per second through the fall. Okay. And then what? Possibly all? quite a bit more. And possibly quite a bit more. Okay. And then um, what's normal for winter? Around uh, 17,000. Okay. And hopefully you want to get to that target? We won't. We Our studies show that we'll be at 20,000 or more through the winter. Okay. Thank you. That's very, that's very helpful. I appreciate it. That's it. Yeah. An interesting note there, Nancy. John mentioned that we had drawn the river, the reservoirs uh, a bit lower in 2011. Uh, the 2012 runoff year was a record low runoff year. So had that conti- that trend continued, we would have essentially gone into drought sooner. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Any other questions from the state of Nebraska? Okay. North Dakota? South Dakota? Again, star six to unmute your phone. Wyoming. National Press. Okay, last call. Any final questions before we adjourn? Okay, as a reminder, this call will be held every Thursday. 
through August. I have some questions. Uh, who is this, please? Uh, this is not the press. I'm an engineer for several districts here in central Missouri. But you, um, you said you were going okay. to end the, end the session. I thought I don't know the agenda here. Okay. Um, is it something that you would like for the larger group, or is it something that would be uh, better for you to contact the emergency management office directly? It's really not dealing with anything uh, emergency. It deals with the presentations that are on this call. Okay. Go ahead. I'm happy to receive your question. Yeah. Uh, it's Joe And Gibbs. your name, please? Yeah. Joe Gibbs. Okay. This is Joe Gibbs. Uh, I'm a board member with the Missouri Levy and Drainage District Association and engineer for several districts here in the central Missouri. Uh, I have three questions. Um, number one, when uh, we're dealing with uh, flows here right around bank full or flood stage, uh, is there any long-term forecast as to when we will consistently get below that? The second one, how about uh, maybe long-range forecast where we'll be maybe nine feet below flood stage on many of the gauges? This would allow gravity drainage in many places. So for runoff and uh, flood forecasting, that would be the National Weather Service. John, are you still on the call with National Weather Service? Okay, we may have lost him. Um, so reservoir, or, so river stage forecasts are from the National Weather Service. Um, as far as changes to releases downstream from the Kansas City or Osage River Basin, as far as how they would affect where you are located, uh, Eric Schumate, are you still on the line? Uh, yes, Eileen and uh, Joe. Uh, I'm going to be out on a limb here just a bit, but I recall John saying that uh, they were going to be at high releases likely through November. We're still holding, as I mentioned, over a couple million acre-feet in the Kansas River Basin and two and a half million acre-feet in the Osage River Basin. Um, we figure that that, uh, again, will have a, maybe a three to four month evacuation time. Uh, so I. I Honestly, I'd expect that uh, you'd asked about, I think, was it nine feet below flood stage? Is that correct? Say again. That was, yeah, that was what I heard, that his request was how long would it be before it would be nine feet below flood stage? Yes. So, on average, on average. On average, um, I, I, I don't think until we're at uh, a combination of winter releases from upstream and then also with our uh, evacuated Kansas River reservoirs. So I would anticipate that we're looking uh, well into the fall or uh, into November for that. Okay. Or possibly uh, into December. But reason I'm asking, uh, farmers are beginning to remove the debris and the drift and uh, but they are not getting their uh, gravity drains to work very well, or um, and this keeps them from getting at that material. And uh, but you're going to be, um, you know, right at uh, flood stage. Then uh, it sounds like, um, uh, you know, through uh, October and maybe into November. Is that right? 
Well, I think uh, I know you cover a range of uh, projects. I think downstream of her, or as we get further downstream, we will be a little lower below flood stage. But uh, I think, especially between Kansas City and uh, the Grand River, or Kansas City and uh, Boonville, we'll likely be uh, around flood stage or above for a considerable part of the fall. Okay. Uh, I have one more question. Uh, someone provided uh, the percent of the flow that was regulated. I've uh, got figures at St. Joe, Kansas City, and Herman. Um, is there any way, uh, this is just general information, um, but, you know, the people are living with the river and the flooding, and uh, they would maybe kind of like to know, you know, how much of this is being regulated and, how much of it is draining off of uh, floodplains or pouring down rain or some other source? Uh, Joe, this is John Remus, uh, yeah. Chief of the Water Management. What do, what do, what do you mean by regulated? Uh, well, regulated means, um, let's say, uh, the last figure you gave me, 34% uh, of it was regulated from uh, reservoirs. The rest of it was from uh, rainfall. Un unregulated, just, you know, rainfall falling on everything, wasn't going through reservoirs. I would, and, you know, we've kind of gotten ahead of our spring rains. Uh, now I was wondering, uh, you know, is the regulated flow getting above 34% or is it 40% or what? Okay, well, we don't, I don't have those numbers at the, at the top of my head, but uh, right. we can get those to you. Okay. Um, it's just, um, um, you know, people are living, I mean, they, they know the reservoirs are there, but they're living with the flooding and everything, and they'll say, well, now, you know, how much is being dumped and uh, how much is, uh, you know, draining out of the floodplain, and uh, it's, if it's being regulated by the reservoirs. And, and I know it's a tough figure to get, but... Um, you know, if we had three locations, uh, particularly Herman and Kansas City or St. Joe area, it'd really be nice to know. Is general information. Thank you. That, that's all. Uh, that's all I had here. Right. All right. Right. Thank you. You bet. All right. Thank you, Joe. Okay. So, um, unless there are any final questions, we'll go ahead and. Uh, in today's call, again, will be next Thursday at 3 p.m. We appreciate your participation today, and this call was recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System later today. Thank you again.